Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. everyone. Welcome back to Call Waiting. It's me, your friend, Robin Shaw. How are you? I'm good. Hope your week has been well. We have a, such a fun episode planned today. The topic is travel disasters or crazy travel stories. We also have an interview with my friend, but also Broadway star Marissa Rosen. And yeah, it's just going to be really fun. So before we start, I just want to say tickets for the New York Comedy Festival are on sale. I am going to be doing my show at Town Hall on November 5th. You can get tickets at my website, robinshaw.com. But on top of that, I'm also coming to Detroit, Atlanta, Phoenix, San Diego, Vancouver, Toronto, and Seattle. All tickets are on sale. Actually, a lot of these are almost sold out, so I would hurry, get your tickets. Uh, it's My show is so fun. You're going to have so much fun, so I hope to see you there. And yeah, we've just been having a wild couple of weeks. We got to throw a ball with the mascot at the Mets. We raised all this money for the Ronald McDonald House. It's just been like a wild couple of weeks on my social media. So if you're not following me, be sure to do it because also that's where you get the topics every week. So if you want to know the topic for the podcast to be able to call in, make sure you're following me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram, TikTok, OnlyFans. No, I'm kidding. Not OnlyFans. One day. <laughs> when I'm like, you know what? It's time to make money. Let's uh, let's move this career. All right. The topic, travel disasters. So one time I had this gig. I was doing stand-up at this fundraiser for like this green energy company in Vancouver, okay? And it was like, Uh, just this big, big gig. So I brought security as my assistant. And at this time, security was a special ed teacher. Now he works with me full time, but he was special ed teacher for like 10, 15 years. Anyway, show is Sunday afternoon. And then straight from the show, we're going to go to the airport. And then we're going to take a a flight home. And we were supposed to land at 6 a.m. because security had to be at work at 7.30. So he's like, as long as that plane lands on time, we are good. Well, we get to the airport and our flight is like 30 minutes delayed an hour delayed, an hour and a half delayed. And security is like, Robin, this is not good. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. 
and then our flight gets canceled. And now that flight that we were supposed to be on was supposed to go to Seattle from Vancouver to Seattle. We were going to have like a quick layover and then Seattle to, you know, New York. But now that it's canceled, we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, the airline's like, if you just wait another 30 minutes, there's a direct flight from Vancouver to New York. It's actually going to get you in 30 minutes earlier. We're like, amazing. They said, problem is, your bags are already on its way to Seattle. We're like, ah, shit. (laughs) Okay. And so they're like, also, because when it was going from Seattle to New York, it was in the same country. Now you're flying in from another country. You and your bags will be coming to New York in a very different area of the airport. And we're like, okay. And now Richie's like, Robin, I cannot be late to work. I was like, no, 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 you're going to be fine. All right, well, the flight's 10 minutes delayed, 20 minutes late. And they're like, all right, you have an hour. So we're like, oh, goodness. They're like, but don't worry. We're giving you a voucher on us. Go eat. And we're like, okay, great. Well, this whole time, security's keeping his cool. You know, you guys know him. There's really nothing that rattles him, right? So now we go to the food court, we get our food, and the bill is like, you know, it's airport food, so it's like $60. And I go, we have a voucher. And they go, okay, this voucher is for $8. $8 for the two of us, right? So security, who's cool as a cucumber, goes, eight dollars are you fucking kidding me and he like storms off and i was so embarrassed i was like oh my gosh i'm sorry he was like he you know the teachers of america am i right you know so then he storms off and then i can't find him and now i eventually find him and he's like robin i'm barely gonna make it to work not only that i forgot to get Tylenol PM, so now I'm not going to be able to sleep on the plane, and I just went to every single gift shop, and no one has Tylenol PM, and he's like, he's like, and on top of that, our voucher was only for $8, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go take a walk, I'll meet you on the flight. So then I go to a like, you know, one of these stores to buy some Reese's peanut butters or something. And I see in the corner they have one packet of Tylenol PM left. So I buy it. Now security and I have this long running bet who's the better human, right? And what we do is we constantly are trading off who gets to be the title of the better human. Sometimes we do each other favors, then the other person gets it. For years, he was the better human because we once made a bet on a subway what time we were going to get to Penn Station and he won. So for like three years, he was considered the winner of the best human. So I said to security, I said, security, there's something in my bag. This is right before we got on the plane. I said, I'll give it to you, but you have to make me the better human. And he goes, no, I don't care whatever's in the bag. I said, there's something in this bag you'll want. And he's like, what? And then I take it out. I show him the Tylenol PM. And he goes, you're the better human. (laughs) So I give it to him. The plane lands at like 602. Remember, he has to be at work at 730. We get on the plane. He sleeps the whole the whole time. We get there. We land. I say, go. I'll find the bags. Because we don't know where the bags are. The bags are somewhere in this airport. But we flew in internationally and the bags came from Seattle. He goes. He gets in the Uber. He says to the driver, I have to be at work in one hour and 29 minutes. Can you get me there? Because this is, he's we're on Long Island. His school was somewhere else. I don't even know. And the, the guy's like, I will do it. And he gets there too minutes before. Me, on the other hand, I was at the airport for four hours looking for our fucking suitcases. Either way, if you're wondering, that was about 
four years ago and I'm still the better human because I won't make the bet to put it back. All right. So let's get security in here. Security. Hello there, better human. <laughs> Are you still glad you made that bet because you got to sleep on the plane? Oh, yes. And I remember even the uh, the Uber driver, he was like rooting for like he was in. Like, you know, I told him the whole story and the whole bet. He was like, I'm going to get there. She's going to be the better human than you. She's going <laughs> to I'm going to make sure he was. Oh, because to- that was also it. You said uh, and I said because I said you're gonna get there on time and you're like i'm not gonna get there and you said if i don't get there on time i get to be the yes, better human exactly. you wanted to win it back exactly and i said fine and then you didn't i and didn't I and he made he made sure he's like i'm gonna make sure she's a better human <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if this is so much a travel disaster or how crazy you and i are no but we took a very bad situation yeah and we spun it as no i spun it <laughs> yes, you, you went over the day eight dollars <laughs> oh my goodness um all right i'm really excited for our interview today marissa rosen is so talented she's been i'm trying to think like we've started becoming friends i think in pre-k yeah you know what is it called kindergarten i don't know but we both were in the arts and then we're really the only two from our high school that like kind of stuck with it and she was she her broadway debut was for the girls with kristen chenoweth then she was on tour doing Water for Elephants, Off-Broadway, she did My Big Gay Italian Wedding, Tina and Tony's, uh, no, Tina Tony's Wedding, yeah, oh, a lot of wedding things. Yes, all weddings. <laughs> yeah, and then she's done some cool TV stuff, but she really is just a firecracker, and I'm excited to talk to her, and we will also hear her travel stories as she is on tour right now with Kristen Chenowitz and travels a lot. So, all right, security, can you get Marissa on the line? You got it. Okay, we have Marissa on the line. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Robin. Oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I was saying we've known each other, I think since pre-K, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. Miss Patino's class. Oh, yeah. Hello. Do you remember for Halloween, she was a bear? (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me why I remember that. All right, so I actually want to jump right into it. I was at your Broadway debut. What year was it? 2019. 2019, you were in For the Girls with Kristen Chenoweth. And I have a few questions. First off, I know you've done a lot of theater. You know, I I mentioned all your credits. For Broadway, what's the audition process? I mean, it changes for everyone. I feel like we're all prepared for these crazy... You could go in one time and book a show, and you can go in nine times and book or not book a show. I've had friends who have auditioned for shows over years and they go in dozens of times. It just depends if you fit kind of like a puzzle piece. My particular situation, the short version was right place, right time, right people, right reputation, being a nice person. Um, It was someone I had worked with who was the music director of the show and we'd worked on a bunch of concerts and albums together and she pitched my voice to Kristen and then pitched me as a human. And then I just got a phone call at like 1230 in the morning to do that. And that's how it's so good. Everyone has like a different I've made it story or like their big break story. It's just it's so incredible. You just never know. You just never know what's going to be the thing. But like on a whole, because I mean, musical theater is so I mean, even though people love my voice, uh, musical theater is not my forte. So usually when you're auditioning for a musical, do you have to usually go in, sing, act, and dance? 
normally, depending on what part you're going in for, sometimes there'll be like an appointment through your agent and they'll be like, hey, come in and here's sides, which are like the script uh, for the part that you're coming in for. Sometimes you'll go to something called a cattle call, which is like a chorus call where Hmm. you go in with like hundreds of dancers or hundreds of singers. And then if they like you, they'll bring you back to either sing you or dance you or have you act. And then sometimes you'll do scenes with other actors. Sometimes they'll have you come in and sing more songs from the show. It's like, it's such a crazy process. So cute little story from Marissa's Broadway debut. I'm in the audience with my cousin, Sammy. And Kristen is on stage with Marissa and her other singer. What was her other singer's name? Crystal Monet Hall. Another really talented, talented, talented woman. And Kristen Chenoweth was talking about her Broadway debut. And then she turns to Marissa and she's like, Marissa, what's your Broadway debut? And she's like, well, actually, I'm having it right now. And the whole Broadway, I kid you not, the 2,000 people, they all just like went nuts. And you're not supposed to record in, in, in Broadway plays. Like it's illegal. But I was recording randomly <laughs> at that moment. Okay. Like I don't. I follow, I'm a rule follower. But for some reason, I pulled out my phone 10 seconds before Marissa goes, my Broadway debut is this moment. And you just hear 2,000 people go, and you see Marissa's mom stand up in the crowd. I just can't believe I have the moment filmed oh because it's illegal. It's, but I was yeah. a rule breaker. Bootlegs are bad, people. <laughs> Don't do it. But aren't you so glad I broke the rules for you? I've never been happier for you to do anything. <laughs> Wait, I have, you know what's so beautiful about us? <laughs> Other than our faces? What? And our bodies. Obviously. Marissa and I were theater musical people in high school, yet we weren't the number one choice. Do you know what I mean? Like there was there were other singers and other actresses that got leads over us. But we knew we were talented. We knew we wanted to do this and we stuck with it. And Marissa, I mean, I think it's fair to say we're like the two people in our grade, if not our school, that made it in show business. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say we're two of the only ones that are... I think doing it professionally, we have like a lot of friends who are amazing teachers and amazing uh, directors and amazing this, that and the others. But yeah, I feel pretty lucky that it's us because we get to support each other. What advice do you have for anyone listening that feels beaten down but wants to do this? Keep going. Keep going and be nice. Be nice. Um, you know what that? You know what? More than talent, being nice will get you so much farther. I literally, I got to teach at a camp that Miss Lady Chenoweth uh, runs for high school students this week, and I told them, I said, I would hire kind over talent any day because I can teach talent. I can't teach kindness. It's so true. What do you do? You have, do you have a funny story with with uh, Kristen Chenoweth? <laughs> One. I feel like I have because you travel with her now, right? Yeah. Are you on tour with her? She's my favorite because she's kind of one. Of, she's like a, a tiny little cartoon firecracker. Like, you know, those like firecrackers that they're like, boom. And then they're just like back and like the world is normal again. Like it didn't destroy anything. It just yeah. like, caused this beautiful ruckus. And I feel like she loves doing that. She'll just walk in, make a room like explode with joy. And then just be like, okay, bye. My favorite is when we when we go on a plane and she, she does get to fly pretty fancy first class. And sometimes when we're not, flying first class she'll be like let me know how it is back there and i'm like <laughs> so- wait 
Wait, Marissa, 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 this last comedy tour, I will sometimes splurge and pay for the first class and I put security in the back. But as a joke, I'll put him in the last row by the bathroom. <gasps> Robin! <laughs> But I won't tell him, and he'll go on, and he'll send me a text, and be like, "You are an asshole." Oh, that's it, it's all in good fun. And then whenever I'm up there, he'll she'll just stare at me, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's right." Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So I I relate to her. I relate to her, and you can relate to security. Oh, like, yes, that's so the funny. Best. Wait, ever. tell everyone what it was like. You also worked with Patty Lapone, right? Yeah. Okay. So whoever's a Broadway or. Uh, what was she? She's been on like a billion shows. She does Law and Order. She did American Horror Story. She's just amazing. Um, so Patty Lapone is like one of the biggest Broadway stars in the whole wide world. And she taught. I can't do. It. I'm not even gonna try to do an impersonation of her. But I was doing a concert with Martha Plimpton, and she does this like celebrity karaoke to raise money for women's reproductive rights. And Patty was one of the singers. And basically, people bid on the star, and whoever bids the highest gets to pick their song. Great. Cool. Mm. She decided to come in our dressing room because my other singer was with her in the Broadway show company. So they all knew each other. And I have an obsession with selfie sticks because I have very short arms and I can't always get everybody and everything that I want in the picture. So I had my selfie stick ready because hello, celebs. And I was holding it and she whacked it out of my hand. And if you don't know Patti LuPone, she is known for this epic moment in the Broadway musical Gypsy where someone was recording her and she stopped the entire show. I didn't know that, but like, okay. No pictures, like screaming. <laughs> the greatest thing in the whole wide world, and she would not go on until the person stopped filming. And look it up if you haven't seen it. Imagine that happened at your show when I was recording. You were like, I see Robin recording. <laughs> I won't continue until she stops. But wait, what if Patty Lapone came out and just like hit you? <laughs> Oh, my God. I would turn the camera on myself and go viral and be Literally. the happiest girl in the world. So I thought Patty was mad at me because why wouldn't a giant Broadway star be mad at me? And she, like, smacked it out of my hand, which she thought it was a curling iron. And she thought the <laughs> handle was the hot part. So she was, like, concerned. Oh, she I was know. protecting you. Oh, nice. oh, that's such what a sweet moment between <laughs> you and Patty LaPone. <laughs> sure. Why wouldn't I, I, don't, that? I don't, You know, that was the first time I ever said that sentence. Um... <laughs> I know you've worked with so many celebrities. Who's the nicest? That's a hard one. Kristen is truly one of the most. Okay, you can't pick Kristen because she's like, you're still working with her I and know, she's she your like, boss. might be sitting next to me. You don't know. <laughs> Wait, is she in the no, room with you? <laughs> is she, Marissa? I never like Is she in the hotel? With you? Is she in the hotel? Is she in the hotel? Oh, you're home? I'm home. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. there's my, like, self-tape green screen, blue screen. Because, guys, I've been with Marissa when Kristen has, like, texted and called. And yeah. she'll go, like, just randomly, and I'm always like, put her on speaker. Marissa's like, no, shut I up. <laughs> I still get freaked out when it happens because I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> I'd have to say one of, the, one of the apps. Oh, I know the answer to this one. Brendan Fraser. Oh, of course. Wait, tell me about him. Okay, well, I can't really talk about the project because it hasn't happened yet. But... I had the biggest crush on Brendan Fraser. Like, who didn't? Who doesn't? Like, hello. And so, you know, everyone had, like, the biggest crush on him. And then, so now he's in, like, his, like, I'll call it the daddy era. And Mm. he, okay, first of all, he tells dad jokes all the time. And my favorite thing was that he would literally, like, stop film what we were filming, say the joke, and then be like, look at the whole crew and be like, 
eh, right? And then we'd all like laugh because we have to because hello. But then it was actually funny. He literally would walk on set every single day and say hi to everyone. I love that. Say hello to everyone. He would thank everyone. We had like he helped me with like some like injury I had. He, I mean, he giggled a lot because we we danced and. What do you mean he helped you with an injury? Like he put a bandaid on you? No, massaged your massaged a pulled muscle. Robin, you're gonna get me fired from this project. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) No, helped rub Malastat Seven on your vagina. He gave me verbal advice, Robin. You're verbal. like, he rubbed my hemorrhoid cream on my asshole. Okay. <laughs> Guys, Marissa's career ended on call waiting. And she's canceled. So. I'm like, no, you'll have so much fun coming on my podcast. It'll only help your career. My agent calls me and she's like, um. okay all right so he helped your injury nicest guy in the world um and then there was one day where we had like a a lightning delay because we were working um in like a really old house so it was like a bad storm blah 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 blah. and the whole like lead cast just decided that they wanted to play heads up you know that like silly game that you like hold your phone up and you have to guess like what was it like ten thousand dollar pyramid or whatever yeah 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 yeah. and they just we just all played heads up it's Brendan Fraser. That's uh, that makes me so happy. I love when I hear celebrities are because you know what it trickles down when like your top celebrity on on a project is nice. It makes everyone be nice and and it's it's contagious. And I think that's so great. Yeah. And he has had like a tough you know past in the career. And yeah, I would hands down say that he should be hired for like literally any project that ever happens ever because he's so kind. Oh, I, I love hearing that. It makes me like people more when I hear this. I don't know if you know this guy. He's a he's a comedian. He's very big in the comedy world. His name is Andrew Schultz. And I remember this is like probably like eight years ago. He was headlining at Caroline's and I was on the show after him. And I remember after, you know, he did his meet and greet, he went around to every waiter and like busboy and, and cook and shook their hands and said, thank you. And that stuck with me. And this is years later. Like, I don't work with him that often, you know, but it stuck with me because like when you see someone that's like so kind to everyone, you're like, oh, this is a person you hope succeeds. You, this is a person yeah. you hope does well. Yeah, totally. You know, that's like the moral of this uh <laughs> this uh, chat is like just be kind to everyone because then people root for you how hard is it 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 truly is amazing and especially in our business like on on the heels of your story whenever I would go see like shows as a kid because you know we grew up in New York we could see Broadway whenever we wanted and the people that like were like oh weird adult weird kids standing at the you know stage door waiting for our autographs the people that were so nice to me are literally the people that taught me how to treat people that now wait for me Yes. Yeah. 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 Marissa, um, recently, actually, the world does not know this. Recently at the Leslie Jordan Memorial Show that happened at at the the Grand Ole Opry. Thank you. Which is like a 4000 seat theater. They were doing this big music life tribute to Leslie Jordan after he passed. And they asked me to do like a five minute stand up set. 
then like two days before the show, they're like, you know what, Robin, instead of doing stand up, we're going to have you <laughs> sing. And I was like, I cannot sing. They're like, no, Robin, you can sing. And I was like, no, I can't. And they're like, yes, you can. Here's the song. Uh, just learn it. You're doing it in two days in front of 4,000 people. And I said, can you do me a favor? Can Do you mind if I record me singing this and you show all the producers of this show and you can make an executive decision then? They're like, okay. So I call Marissa. I'm like, Marissa, get your tushy over here because we got to make a tape, okay? So Marissa comes over and she's like, all right, let's see where you're starting at. <laughs> So we do it. She's like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not bad. <laughs> it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. We worked our little, t- we worked, we worked. We were up for like, we were up pretty late working okay, we were, it. It was like a, a couple hours. Not only that, Marissa then goes home, takes the music, then puts my voice over the music, does like the backup vocals, like make really does whatever she can to sell this. Then I sent it over, and the next day the producers call. Yeah, you're just gonna do your stand up. <laughs> <You're not doing laughs> I was like, all right, thanks, Marissa. What a way to sell my services. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you work with you work with musicians, right? But I really don't know that in our <laughs> hundreds of years of friendship that I was ever going to get a call from Robin being like, Marissa, I need your help. I'm singing at the Opry. <laughs> in, in 48 hours. <laughs> the time. Just ever. <laughs> That's true. You did say, like, I never expected to get never this call. Marissa, today's episode is about crazy travel stories. Now, you are currently on tour with two, you're with, on tour with Kristen, but also Jessica Vosk, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, she's also an unbelievable performer. What, do you have any crazy or ridiculous or disastrous travel stories? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll just give you one because we could be here all day. But we were on tour. I'm not going to say where we were because they will track me down. And we were going to a hotel that is normally, it either depends, like sometimes the venue takes care of it, sometimes our whoever the singer is takes care of it. At this point, this was like included in the performance. So everyone was staying at the at the same hotel. And we got there and they like didn't have any of our rooms ready. And then we like walked into our rooms and everyone had like a different horror story of like what was disgusting in their room. And like someone had like a huge like stain on their desk chair. Someone had like a hole in their bed sheets. I got, I didn't have a top lock on my, on my hotel door. Oh, God. So then I decided, I was like, oh, I'll just put my desk chair in front of the door so I can make sure no one comes in. And our drummer was like, you're an idiot. It has wheels on it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in the shower and then it's one of those like sliding doors. Well, the sliding door did its job and it wouldn't stop sliding. Oh, no. And so I just kept taking video and video. And, and of course, our whoever, the person who I was singing with is not staying at this particular hotel because sometimes they stay in other places. And so we sent video to them and they, like, literally, like, movie style got us out of that space and, like, had us all driven, like, security style to a different hotel. <laughs> to, to Kristen's nice hotel. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, Marissa, I love you so much. You are such a superstar. Guys, everyone, go follow Marissa at the Marissa Rosen, T-H-E-M-A-R-I-S-S-A-R-O-S-E-N. She is 
you know, you say Kristen's a firecracker. I say you're the firecracker. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> uh, Marissa, I love you. I Thank love you so you much too. for coming on Call Waiting. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. All right, security, you want to open up the lines? Okay, Robin, we have Julie on the line. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hi, Robin, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I hear you have a travel story for us. Yeah, I'm nervous now, though, that it's not going to be that fun of a story, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, that's how I walk into every situation. I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be good. last night you were like, oh, if anybody has a story, now I was like, oh, that's fun. Now I'm like, ugh. <laughs> anyway. All right, well, let's hear it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll set the scene. Okay. So back in 2017, I was in my early 20s, and I had gone to Spain with some friends, and they were going on to Amsterdam, and I had to come home for work. So I had flown from Madrid. I was had a layover in, in London, and it was like a 12-hour layover because I was young, and I was balling on a budget. So I was there for a while, and you know, when you've been traveling for a long time, you're like, I just need to get home. And so after the 12 hours, I get on the flight and there's probably kids around my age in, in the row. And I was probably like 24 at the time and they're in my seat. And I was just like, Oh, come on. I just, I just want to be home and you don't want to be confrontational. Right. I just kind of wanted to say, Oh, can I have my seat? So yeah, I asked the kid, he, he moves over, whatever. I get my seat. We don't speak for the next six hours. And I didn't, you don't think anything of it, right? Some people talk on the plane, some people don't. But when we go to land, they are asking me, somehow we find out they're visiting Boston. I'm from Boston. And so they were just asking questions and I was giving them some recommendations of places to go, blah, blah, blah. So then they say they were thinking about going to New York um, because it was Thanksgiving week. So I said to them, I don't know if that's the best idea. It's probably be really busy. There's a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I'm just, they're asking like what we do here for Thanksgiving and I'm saying they could probably get a meal at a restaurant. I don't know. Things usually close on the holiday, whatever. And then it was almost like word vomit, you know, when you're, should I say this? And then I just came out with it and I said, no, I've been talking to these people for 10 minutes. I don't know them at all. And I say, oh, would you like to come over and experience like a traditional American Thanksgiving at my house? Oh my gosh, this is my worst nightmare. And, okay. <laughs> and not to mention, I don't own my own home, right? I'm in my early 20s. <laughs> like, I have no rights. Also, I don't know these people. So they yeah. could have responded, like, absolutely not, psychopath. No, I don't want to go to your home. <laughs> or they could have been like, yeah, I'll, whatever. And so they ended up coming over to our house. Oh my God. So I had to go home and say to my mom, I mean, she would invite, like, <laughs> any Tom, Dick, and Harry off the street over yeah. for a holiday. So I knew it wasn't going to be a big deal in that regard. 
But I asked, I'm like, who's coming over for Thanksgiving? And then I said, how do you feel about four more people? And she's like, who did you invite? And I said, I don't even know. <laughs> They're just strangers from a place. So anyways, they ended up coming over for that Thanksgiving. And and robbing you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my sister's dead because of it. <laughs> that's, see, that's how you make this story good. And then they robbed us, tied us up. We'll edit that in. <laughs> You're like, it was a great Thanksgiving till I invited four people into our house and they stole grandma's television. Um <laughs> But we're sitting there and I'm like, we don't even do anything fun on Thanksgiving. It's not like we have some right. tradition. We just yeah. eat until we're sick and then pass out on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what's worse for me, having strangers over to my family's or me going to someone <laughs> else's family's house yeah. and having to like sit through like awkward family dinner. Yeah. I mean, luckily there was no like infighting. Could you imagine? Yeah, but right. It was <laughs> Let's just start fighting about <laughs> politics. Oh, yeah. oh my god see yeah. all right you know what good story i approve we'll keep it okay. in <laughs> all right thanks <laughs> thank you so much for calling in i appreciate it have a good one um yeah no i don't want to be with someone else's family one time i was walking down the street with my friend adam and this orthodox jewish woman came up and was like excuse me are you guys jewish and we said yes and she goes oh forget it and i was like no no what she's like oh it's shabbat i need someone to turn off the light but i can't turn on the light but i can't have a jewish person do it and, and we're like, oh, no, it's okay. We're not, like, super religious. She's like, oh, no, we never ask a Jewish person to do that. And I'll be like, okay. And she goes, but do you want to join us for Shabbat? And then, again, I don't know why. I said, okay. So then Adam looks at me with, like, hatred because he doesn't want to sit through a Shabbat dinner with strangers we don't know. So we walk towards the house. She looks at me. She goes, just stay out here. I need to get uh, something to cover you up. Pretty much she was calling me a whore because my, my tits are out, you know, in this very skimpy tank top. Uh, so she brings out this big shirt that looked like her husband's shirt. And then we sat there. Now, Adam is gay. And if you talk to him for three seconds, you'll know he's gay. But this family was pretty convinced he was my boyfriend <laughs> throughout the dinner was just like asking us romance questions and what, you know, when we're going to start a family, when we're going to get married. And we just played into it so yeah i mean i have gone to strangers houses for family let me tell you something not fun i don't recommend it all right let's get on the next call okay robin we have mandy on the line hi mandy hi robin thank you so much for coming on call waiting Oh no, I'm I'm excited. I I haven't told the story in a long time, so it's a it's a funny story. Okay, excellent. So it's it's travel disasters, funny stories, crazy stuff. As long as it's travel, let's hear. Okay, yeah, no, it's like all of the above. One of my best friends since I was a kid, she's like always really been into big like traveling and different spontaneous stuff. And so like I'm gonna date myself. It was a while ago, we'll just say, in my early twenties. And, um, we were, she calls me up and she says, Hey, uh, we're going to New York for 24 hours. And I trusted her because this is how, you know, I've always been with her. And she's, I'm like, sure. So I, and I finally was like, okay, well, what are we doing? So she signed us up for it to be seat fillers at the VH1 Vogue fashion awards in New York city. So we fly to New York and we have literally 24 hours in New York. 
And we get to the, like, we, we don't even go to the hotel. She's like, we're just, we're going to go sightsee because we only had like backpacks with us that we had brought with us. And we go down and now this is the first time on the subway. She's like, well, let's get a subway, like the one day fun pass. And I was like, okay, we can, she goes, well, cause we're going to probably use it a couple of times. I said, okay, we go down and she's standing there and there's two trains there. And she's like, we can get on this train. I'm like, okay. She's like, we can get on this train. I'm like, Okay. She hops onto the train and the doors close behind her. And now I'm left behind. Oh, no. <laughs> Never been in New York. Have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, lived in, I live in Chicago, so, like, I understand, like, the L's and the subways and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, okay. So she goes, like, I'm waiting and waiting. And, like, four trains come back into the station. I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's waiting at the next stop for me. So now I get on the train and go to the next stop. And she's not there. And so I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. So like, you know, you go up and I, I go back up to the street level because you have like no service down there. Right. And, um, I, I get on the street level and I, I call her and she calls and she answers and she's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at like whatever the next one is. And I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm at the first one. <laughs> she's like, stay where you are. So now I'm in the middle of New York city. No idea where I'm going. No idea what I'm doing. So we wait, we finally, we go and we do some like sightseeing stuff. Like we legit like hit Statue of Liberty, like Grant Park, like Battery Park. Like we were all over the place, had to get back to the hotel to get ready for the seat filling. So we get all dressed up and like we take a cab to like wherever it was being held at. Now I'm sitting with celebrities and I am like, I, I panic because I don't like, she's like talks to everybody and I'm sitting there. I'm like the, like the mute as I'm sitting between like these like celebrities and I got to sit in like the same seat for most of the time. And so it was really cool to see like how certain celebrities like act in public uh-huh. when, when they're not on camera. And so we go to leave and again, totally awestruck learning, like, like watching all these people that I've seen like on television, realizing how short some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> Such as, cause you, is there, is there one in particular that was like really short that you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, okay. Lenny well, well, Thank you. Lenny Kravitz. Like, oh, okay. Kravitz. He's short. <laughs> oh my God. He's so short. Oh my I God. Was, I would not. I, would I not was so. in heels and I, I mean, I'm five nine and yeah. I was in heels and like he walked by me and he was in heels. Like I've, I've never seen a man in heels before. And welcome so to New York he was walking by me and was still like two inches shorter than me. I was wow. Like, oh, God, so okay. Tiny. We learn new things on call waiting every day. <laughs> so we go, we start to like leave and now I'm in, I've been in heels and I never wear heels and I'm, we've been walking now through like, she's like, there's no cabs because now everybody's leaving the place or whatever. And we start to walk back to the hotel and they make it like five, six blocks. And I'm like, I can't. And literally take my heels off. And she's like, you can't walk barefoot through New York. I go, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk barefoot through the streets of New York. Oh, my and gosh. And we're walking down the street where our hotel was at, it was apparently, like, a, at the time it was a garbage strike. And so, like, you know, like, the garbage <laughs> is all piled up. And there's only, yeah. like... They're only doing garbage at night and it's only a certain amount of like, so there's a garbage truck coming down the street and sees us and the guys stop the truck, get out of the truck and walk over to us and start talking and stop traffic in the middle of New York city. 
Oh I'm my like, god, this is the most New York story I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, where are we and what is going on? It was the most like and that was all in like twelve hours. <laughs> I would love with the conclusion and you'd be like, and so then I had a foot fungus and we went home. <laughs> um, surprisingly, no, I had no, like I was perfectly fine after walking barefoot through the streets of New York. <laughs> I will tell you, we were very, very tired. And again, like I was not, I was very surprised. I mean, I've been to New York a couple of times, but like this was the first time I had ever been. And I didn't realize like how tiny the hotels were going to be. Like you couldn't open the bathroom door all the way and you couldn't open the drawer to the. Yeah, the, yeah that's about that's about right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is very New York. None of this sounds weird yeah. to me. <laughs> I was going to say, it probably doesn't sound weird to you, but it was like. For somebody like you're 20 yeah, years old, it's culture. Then, yeah, like- <laughs> in New York. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your New York experience. It made me feel proud to, to be a New Yorker. <laughs> I figured I'm like okay. Well, I could tell you the New York story because I think that that would be appropriate for you. It was you were, and you were our first call today, so I couldn't ask for a better call. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, well, thank you for having me. You know what I was thinking of? What? Okay, guys, my grandparents, this is this is back before cell phones. I was thinking the same thing. I know where you're going. <laughs> um, this is before cell phones. My grandparents were coming out. They lived in Brooklyn. They were going to Long Island to come visit us. And my grandma was getting her teeth done. Like, you know, she had dentures. So she was getting her teeth done. So she had no teeth in her mouth. And when they transferred at Jamaica, which is a big stop, my grandfather gets on the train, doors closed. And now my grandma doesn't get no cell phone at this time. Also, for some reason, oh, no, my grandpa was holding her purse and she has no teeth. So she looked like a crazy person because she has nothing on her. And she had to go up to a conductor and say, I help finding my family, you know. Right when right when she said the door closed and I was like, oh, grandma, grandma, right away, right away. All right, security, put through the next call. Okay, Robin, we have Ruth Ann on the phone. Hi, Ruth Ann. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome to Call Waiting. Today's topic is traveling disasters. <laughs> so what do you got for us? My family is a traveling disaster. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we uh, live in Minnesota, but I'm from Connecticut. And I used to take my kids on road trips back to Connecticut to visit. So I have four kids. One of the one of the worst experience was I took them on a really big road trip to um, Florida to see my grandmother. I thought it was probably the last time we'd see her before she passed, and that is what happened. And it was really great to have those memories. But um, I was I left July 11th of 2018, and my kids were 12, 10, 8, and 3, and I went by myself. <laughs> Um, you know, driving through all kinds of fun like sites and stuff like that. And we ended up staying at this place in Savannah and I had seen that they like, you know, had like valet parking. So I was like, okay guys, you know, I'll have to probably make a couple of trips to bring our stuff in, whatever. And we got there and it's like torrential downpour rain. And um, two of my kids have disabilities and we walk in or we are trying to like run in in this torrential downpour with like all that we could carry. And we get in, and the um the elevator's broken. 
Oh, so, no. So, with all these kids, I'm chasing up the stairs at the third floor, of course, is where we're staying. And I leave the kids in the hotel room, and I proceed to go back down and make two more trips, running out in the rain, getting absolutely drenched and soaked. It was so ridiculous. And then um, the air conditioning went out in the hotel oh, in Savannah, Georgia, in July. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm alone. My my partner, Rob, he's not with us yet. We picked him up. He flew in, like, halfway through the trip. Um, so I'm just, like, in drenched. I have no way to dry my clothes. I can't leave my children to, like, go do or get anything. I go down. They, like, valet park my car. And the only comment I get from, like, the concierge or whatever is, like, it's really coming down out there, huh? <laughs> like, no offers, help, nothing. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Yeah, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was absolutely awful. But the kids, like, they remember it as that time that we stayed in the hotel and they watched HGTV for the first time. And it's so funny how, like, for parents, like, we think you know it's a disaster, and kids would think it's like the greatest thing happening. Yeah. You know, they absolutely. They just remember that trip so fondly. And then there was another trip in it before my youngest was born where we, we drove out um, to Connecticut in this little like station wagon. The kids are in three car seats right next to each other. There's nowhere for anyone to go. It's everything that you could imagine. It's absolute hellish. And I've never taken um, any electronics on these trips. I just make them stare out the window. <laughs> so my daughter, um, my youngest at the time, she um, exploded in poop. And we are oh, like geez. in a wheat field in Ohio. And like, my kids are all crying. And I'm like wondering if like my, my wonderful, amazing partner of 18 years is going to leave me in <laughs> this <laughs> wheat field in Ohio. And I just started laughing. And so he started laughing. And we have poop like all over. There's poop all over the car. It's like... It's just not good. And Guys, just- today's episode is sponsored by Trojan Condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Let's remember, <laughs> wear protection if you don't want to sit in shit on a, on a car ride. It was, it was so bad. And there was another one where... My, my daughter got Lyme disease in Connecticut, of course. And um, we're, we're driving back. We're finally, like, we made it to Chicago. She's not well. And then um, we get stuck in traffic. The next exit is, like, so close. But then we see that it's closed. So in the middle of, like, downtown Chicago traffic. And just something within my soul knew she was going to throw up. Like, I didn't hear anything. I just turned and, like, I whipped my sweatshirt off to, like, somehow catch it <laughs> miraculously which didn't happen because sweatshirts have holes and so it just was puke everywhere and guys we are also sponsored by the vexectomies <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta get to the next call but thank you so much for calling in all right have a great day <laughs> all right bye you know, think, speaking of like adults thinking things are terrible and kids, we went growing up. I don't know if you were there. Our kitchen started leaking from the bathroom above. I came home towards the end of yeah. this. And so the kitchen was leaking and all of a sudden it was like a full rainstorm. There was like 50 holes in the and like my mom screaming frantically and me and my friend Carrie were just like playing in the puddles in the kitchen. So it is kind of funny how parents may think something's a disaster and kids. And I remember getting home and I remember seeing mom freaked out. Be but like, I remember- security fix this. <laughs> 
<laughs> that one time our basement was flooded with poop water and guess who had to clean it and i lost my favorite pair of shoes from that i still <laughs> am upset Those you my know favorite- parents don't have favorite kids well that is not the shawl family <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do one more call security oh what? wait it's not working again wait i don't I didn't break it. It's just not working. It's not going through. Full transparency. Since we walked in today, security has dropped on so many calls. So much. No, you're doing great. No, no, security. I I was going to give you a raise because you've been doing so great. (laughs) But you answered that one. I don't. I don't know why this is. All right, let's let's go to the news. What? (laughs) You no, no, no. I didn't even prepare anything. So you're saying you dropped calls, <laughs> the computer's not working, you don't have news stories. I got nothing. <laughs> I literally have nothing. Now you know why we made you clean up the shit in the basement. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you everyone who called in today. Uh, also, make sure you are heading to my website, robinshaw.com, for tickets for this fall tour. If you want to call in and be part of Call Waiting, make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Comic so you could call in because we love hearing from you. The phone number is always 720-727-6296. All right, guys, have a great... Oh, we have another call. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Picot. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales-Picot. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Betches.